to the I Care Too Much podcast. AM PM, it's critical. Year. We back. Year. What's good? What did do, do? Hey. Joseph, Josh What's Brolin. <laughs> Bro, Jay Simpson. Bro, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's uh it's a pleasure to to say that we are back and we're doing this thing again yeah. visually. Uh last week we cut up with Sheena Bobina. Shout out to Sheena. Uh, shout out to Sheena. Uh that was a whole lot of fun. Shout out to all our contestants too. We're gonna bring that back. Yeah. Uh in the coming week, we got a special Valentine's Day episode coming to y'all. Uh, yeah. Now, man, I got a guy on my line right now that you see. And uh I'll be honest with you, man, I don't really know him that well. But I follow him on social media, Instagram particularly. And I have to say, man, you're one of the more fascinating brothers I've ever seen on the show. <laughs> okay, let me let me read my guy's uh my guy's intro here. Tony for IG. <laughs> Tony Quanda, Tony from DC says on IG. He is a rap artist from the longest recorded African-American family in DC. I'm gonna get into that. Uh, he has acted in a number of live theater plays and independent films throughout the US, one of which was best indie film of the year. He has performed with the numerous local artists from the get down, level up, get lit and boom events at venues here in Taiwan. That's Taipei. We're gonna get into that because uh, we are geographically ignorant. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, some major yeah. venues in Taiwan, shout out to the Triangle, Pipe, Looptopia Festival, and the Red yeah. Room. <laughs> as a public speaker, event facilitator, and host MC for Vibe Taiwan, a youth group facilitating community conversations about cultural awareness and empathy, which we all use uh, in this day and time. Today, you can find Tony uh, pages with his free flowing beats, pulsating poetry, and dope dance moves. And did I mention the brother is in Taiwan? Okay. <laughs> Everybody give a warm welcome to Tony. My guy, Tony Kwan, Tony from DC City. Yeah. I know him. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, Blessings. First and foremost, like, uh, you know, we talked about this before, before we uh, went on air, but it is 7 a.m. where we are, which means early where you are. Good morning. Good morning. And let yeah. me tell you, everything about this brother feels futuristic. Okay. In, in Taiwan, we, I mean, it's it's like it's eight oh three right now p.m. You know, it's it's Sunday. We we about to go to work tomorrow, and everything. We already done had. <laughs> but you know, uh, we we say good morning. We say uh, uh, uh That's how we say good morning in Mandarin. You know, so Zao Zao Han. We already yeah. learning, man. Already learning. Brother, yeah. let's get into this, man, because like I said, you you fascinate me, dude. I watch you on IG. Uh, I automatically gr uh, gravitated towards you because we're from the same place, obviously. Um, oh, oh, everybody on this call right now is DC born and bred, and uh, that that's an exceptional thing in itself. Uh, if you're from DC, mm -hmm. black from DC, and our age group, you know what that means. That's a special time and place that uh, we'll probably never never retreat to, um, or right. back to rather. Um, so let's talk about that, man. Let's talk about it. You from DC? Around what era? Where we're at? Are your folks still here? So on and so forth. Let's talk about it. So a long time ago in the galaxy, far, far away, right? 
My, my people's 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 come from Washington, D.C. Uh, they've been settled in there, you know, hail to the Redskins, all that, like, since forever. Uh, my my direct mom and dad, like, we, uh, we came up in uh, Northeast D.C. Uh, by, like, uh, we was in Michigan Park, like, around Michigan. Hey, I, shout out I Michigan Park, yeah. Yeah, yeah. shout out to CUA. You know, they had a big Sean Taylor mural over there, like, by, by the Metro. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. R4 to, to get out to the crib and everything with the, y'all remember the paper transfers on the bus? Come on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. Back, back when it used to be, it used to be a, shoot, it, before that, it was a dollar. Yep. Right. Before, so yeah, and then they added the 10 cent. Currency. <laughs> currency the whole time. It's like, hey, I got two of these paper transfers. So, hey, let me see that transfer. Let me see that transfer. Right. Get, <laughs> what's that, what's that date on there? Transfer two <laughs> years earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'd be out at uh, a Domino's, you know what I mean? Like getting like some of the uh, the cheese sticks, something like that. You know, somebody would have like a transfer. I'd be like, all right, you know, two cheese sticks for one of them jokes. You know what I mean? Let me like, uh-huh. get you two. <laughs> Trade off real quick. Get you like a nice little ride uptown to do something crazy. But yeah, You're like. Riding all day. Exactly, right? I came up at Bunker Hill Elementary School. Shout out Bunker Hill. Shout out to Bunker Hill. Um, that was, uh, that was, uh, like really just all black, you know what I'm saying? And me coming from like, just kind of knowing all black kids, like maybe met a couple white people in my life. Um, to... That's, 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 I try to tell DC, I try to tell folks about the DC that we knew. And yeah. tell folks, I say like white people, when they, when they landed on DC, it was like alien invasion happened. Cause yeah. <laughs> or see them from, up, I'm yeah. 84. And so from uh-huh. or to about maybe 2001, 2002, when I got ready to go to college, I did not see or befriend white people. It wasn't that I'm, I'm not, you know, prejudiced by any means, you know, that loves me. It's just, we didn't see white people. They just didn't exist in the chocolate city that we knew. So I feel like our generation right. last of chocolate city. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, brother, but go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I totally feel that. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? My mom's came up from around the Gallaudet area. And, uh, you know, Shout she... Shout out to Trinidad. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when like, U Street, uh, U Street at the trolley, you know what I'm saying? Or Cardozo, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's where she went to. My father, he went to Eastern, you know, in Southeast or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that that, that was different, you know, whole H Street corridor and everything, too, like, coming mm-hmm. up. So, like, yeah, they they really put me on to like, you know, the history. You know, dinosaurs rule the earth. You know, what I'm talking about like when I was <laughs> Let me ask you, when's the last time you been home? Uh, you know, you got me thinking. Now, it's, maybe it's been about like three or so years, probably. Okay. Okay. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot has changed, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a stretch like that when I moved out here to Atlanta. Man. Like, I mean, I I got peoples in Atlanta. I used to live, though, in uh, North Carolina, like uh, Raleigh, uh, Cary area, uh, Durham. Okay. Yeah. Um, I used to live out in Houston for a little while, like down in uh, Southeast Houston. Man, uh, by T- top of rank. Um, Shout out to brother. Houston, too, man. I got some homies down in Houston. Shout out to my brother, KD. Houston is one of the blackest cities I've ever visited as well. Just yeah. the, the, the whole vibe, like, this is a black-ass city. I love yeah. it. Down there, man. Shout out to that screw. Yeah, shout yeah. out to TSU, you know, Texas Southern University. They marching mm-hmm. band will come through, Absolutely. like, rambling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I lived in uh, Sacramento, uh, California, or Antelope, right outside of Sacramento, when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was was mayor, uh, like wow. a while. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I, I traveled, I've lived in some different places, but so so how long have you been in how long have you been in Taiwan? For about five years. It's coming up on five years on uh, April Fool's Day. So it does now. Now yeah. what encouraged that leap? Uh I've been bouncing around and stuff. Um, I met this girl that like her her peoples was from Taiwan. And like it evolved like a long time afterwards into like let's go like visit and see what's good. But by the time it had evolved into that, we were already in a relationship for like ten years, <laughs> and like we're thinking about moving to a different place because this uh this guy was about to get elected uh, president, and we were worried about that. So we was like, it's not looking too good, you know, for where we at. We was living in Kentucky at the time, and we was like man, you black and I'm Asian and we are here in Kentucky. We making this money, but it don't look too good. And this guy is about to like win this presidency. Yeah. Hey, why don't we get this money we've been stacking, go take a look at Taiwan, it's cheap out there. You know, I got family out there. Let's just see what's good for like a winter break or something like that. Went out there, lost mind, came back and was like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna give y'all my two weeks. Like, I need to pack my shit up. Like, yeah, I <laughs> like we so like, I need to go. I need to go because it was just looking like, you know, I have like car payments and like, you know, Netflix, cell phone bill, you know, electricity taxes, property taxes, income taxes, you know, right. like all these different things. Like I was making like 80,000 a year. I was actually seeing in pocket something more like, you know, 57, maybe less than that, you know, just like a whole bunch of different things. That's and right. we were doing well, but in the same token, we were just like, What's the worst that can happen? Like we got fam out here, so why don't we just come out here and see what's good? Why don't uh my father was a Spanish teacher for thirty three years. He taught at uh, Dunbar Senior High School. Word up. Okay. I went bar. I went. I was walking in the same same hallways, but with the bro. and like you know we would dab each other in the hallway. You know what I'm saying? You, like, you wouldn't you know, recognize Dunbar now, brother. Trust me, you at all at all right now. The construction, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play like bass drum and a march band or anything like that. That's yeah, entirely different, entirely different. But yeah, like so, I always wanted to teach like pops. Like the apple didn't really fall that far from the tree. So like, I basically came over here. Like I can definitely make that happen. She made that happen and did like a bunch of other stuff. Like she has like a a women shelter that's here right now where she's like empowering people here in Taiwan to feel safe, self defense, uh, women's circle talk to each other like a bunch of different things. And that's where like we came together, we made the Black Lives Matter solidarity rally right here. We got like the permits and everything to do that here and to hold that here in Taiwan. Um, we were here at the Taiwan uh, National Museum in front of there. And there was about like eight different police people and they were just chilling. Everything was cool. Um, there was a lot of people that showed up and like we used her organization, you know, in order to already get that crowd of people and the volunteers to help like pick up trash, organize the stuff, make the t-shirts, you know, make sure that like we had events scheduled and everything like lined sure. up. It just went all beautiful. And like, there was no violence, there was no, you know, crazy, whatever that happened, like everything was great. On top sure. of that, we, uh, Taiwanese people that are indigenous Taiwanese people. So here, here's a little bit of geography. So like we, we write off of China, you know, kind of like, uh, mm -hmm how like Puerto Rico, you know, Jamaica is like right off the United right States. Right off the right? US. Sure. Mm -hmm. But we right off of China, kind of like that, maybe a little bit far, the same, same type of thing. But the thing is, like, 
Taiwanese people was here, kind of like how Native Americans was in America. So people just came through and was like, you going to this, this one, your language, da, 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 shut up, stop speaking your language. Mm. So there's still people that like are indigenous, you know, like the Native Americans and Native Taiwanese people that still like know their stuff or whatever, or their, their grandparents still speak or whatever. But they was like shunned from saying that stuff in school and like still doing it to this day. Whereas like Taiwanese is like kind of coming back whereas people started to accept it more. But it's just been like, for the most part, the past 20, 30, 40 years, like for what, for what, uh, go away. You know, has, a, has, a, has a volume of the indigenous Taiwanese people, have they moved away? Do they tend to stay in Taiwan? How does that no, work? They, for the most part, they've been like staying and they've been like nurturing like their culture and their language and really trying to show people just like how black people have been or native Americans back home, like how they are and who they are today and where they came from. You know, and sure. it's, it's real so, so during the, the, the BLM, solidarity rally in Taiwan, we had a segment with them where they were like, we understand and we totally stand in solidarity because we understand your struggle. Because people come over here and tell us, yeah, I need to speak Mandarin Chinese. And we're like, who are y'all? And like, y'all were just doing both stuff. And I'm sorry about that, but it's like, we understand that. We were just chilling here on our land. And they were like, no, this is our land now. And now you speak Mandarin. So you shut up, stop speaking that language or we won't like do this and this and this. And they had like wars against the Japanese where they would take the native, uh, they would take the native Taiwanese people and, and the Chinese would put them against the Japanese on the front lines. Oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. you remember, you remember like Glory, like the movie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, more yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That classic, that one tear coming out of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like that. It's like, so that's, that's, that's what they're like, yeah, we went through that too. So like, we stand solidarity for you. We, we really appreciate that like y'all are bringing awareness to like your situation because we need to end the same type of discrimination all over the world of just indigenous people. Just let people be people, stop trying to squash people out. And you know, da, 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 da. so it's, so, it's cool. We're, 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 we're making things like, you know, happen out here. It's, it's, it's that's that's one thing I definitely wanted to touch on with you, man, because I know this melanin, this skin right here impacts culture wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Wanted to talk about one how the culture, how the native culture there has impacted you, but also how you've been able to impact the culture there. Like I said, you're a musician, um, yeah. and, and you're pretty dope on on the mic skills. You're pretty dope on the dance on the dance floor. Uh, how yeah. ha- how has Taiwan's culture impacted you? Um, it's really made me a bit more like uh, present, like in terms of paying attention to where people are coming from, really seeing that like, not only are we in a bubble sometimes of like being DC people around DC people, because then you step outside into like Maryland, Virginia, and they're DMV people, but they act different. And then you right. step outside there, you go to California, and you're like, what is this like? This family. Oh, and then you, you go to this whole different place where, you know, they just think and accept different things on so many different levels out here that it really has me on some like watching and listening to people a whole lot more. Whereas like back home, it was a bit more like, I already know what this whole situation is. Let me just throw my stuff out there. Let me express myself. Let me make sure I get mine in. Cause you know, closed mouth don't get fed. But it's, it's different out here. It's like Taiwan has affected me in a way where it's given me like a lot of peace and a lot of like kind of a stronger mindset in terms of really appreciating like the time that is right here and present and like 
how my life is entirely different right now or like things that I can appreciate here that I never would have really thought of, you know, being back in the States. And that's, that's. All right. And that conversely, how have you impacted the culture there? Here, um, I'm teaching in my pop's footsteps. So I'm basically taking kids between the age of like four or five, um, all the way up to my oldest student is like 44. Um, and all these different, we go on field trips and like you, you see my Instagram stories. We just took them out picking strawberries the other day and like we made jam in this big thing. Like <laughs> we just, you know, we go like hiking. We we do different obstacle courses and stuff. And like um, in the class, we have a whole lot of different things too, where like we can really get these kids to express themselves and like think about where other people are coming from, expressing that empathy. But like you know, still being like a teacher, but it's kind of easy, like what I do. Like, it is hard to like mm-hmm. teach, fun. but I basically just chill and just joke with these little kids all day. But show them like, hey, you know that you can just appreciate people for like who they are, and like mm-hmm. they they really grasp that, and then they give it to other stuff. And then the whole the whole thing I'm not saying is like with the melanin. Like, I'm an ambassador for like all black people, so it's mm-hmm. like me showing them like excuse me like this is what I look like and my hair is like you know crazy like this they call me like uh, uh bozato it means literally like explosion head or explosion hair <laughs> it's like yeah y'all, y'all make fun of me or whatever but it's cool like I could take that like you know if I started to make fun of you like you would feel real interesting you know what I mean like because you know I can get the Jonah like I'll fire you <laughs> Them shoes up, you don't even want me to get started. But <laughs> think about it. DC still you... in you. DC wow. yeah. still in you. It's like, look, I'm very nice, but think about it before. <laughs> that so, will make... so it has to be like, you know, other folks in Taiwan that aren't, that aren't your students, you still have to have that sort of, uh, I guess, novelty appearance to them. What has that been like when you first, you know, started walking the streets in, in, in Taipei, particularly? What was that like, man? You know, I'm constantly in between, like, keep my head on the swivel. Um, and, like, you know, the same DC-isms, like, just making sure somebody ain't trying mm-hmm. to jack me or rob me or, like, you know, just making sure somebody ain't doing something stupid. But it's so safe out here, so I'm starting to do that less. I'm starting to feel soft, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm not really paying attention <laughs> to <laughs> what, what is What is crime out, like that? Like out there, is like middle. what is crime like? Really, crime is like uh, domestic disputes. Like, uh, mm. give me my shirt back. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> crime is like, yeah, like, like there was there was somebody that was uh, fighting out here the other night, and uh, it was of course all the Mandarin, so it was like I only understood a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> from inside it's all muffled so it sounds like this man was like give me the yoga mat give me the yoga mat <laughs> like what did he say for the yoga mat <laughs> it's mentally different but I couldn't take them seriously because that's why I kept hearing yelling, yelling out the way give me the yoga mat is there is right. there American influence like uh, media right so if you turn on the TV 
or turn on the radio or is there any American influence there that, that you would turn on a station and hear them speaking in English? Or are you closer there to England and Europe as a whole? Would it, is there any of that influence there? You know, that's a really good question. I mean, honestly, um, from my Taiwanese friends, from my students and different people out here, there seems to be only really movies uh, and some music influences in the lives of the locals that are here. Most of whatever media they consume is of Taiwan and around like sports or something like that. Sometimes like there'll be a lot of different fans that are out here that'll be peering like, how you doing this morning? But that's about it, like kind of like, uh, don't know LeBron, you know, don't know, you know, different people like Steph Curry or whatever, but they won't really know, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. Or they won't really know Will Smith or, you know, even uh, Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? Like just so they, they they just know certain black people, say, for instance, and even that with like white people. You know what I'm saying? They, they for real, like the Taiwanese people are here, they're just like, man, these white people, they just look the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like certain ones will stick out, but they're just like, what? The names are different. So they're just like, I don't even remember. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy That's in this wild. movie. But they know yeah, the king, they know LeBron, they know King James. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure. No, no, let's talk about music, man, because you are a musician, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, I see you on IG. And like I said, I'm going to put your, your IG name on the uh, screen so folks can follow you too. Um, Appreciate that. You get down, man, in these nightclubs and in Taipei. And it just, it looks like, you know, from, from DC looking in. Uh, it just looks like a whole nother world that this this guy is navigating and wielding the crowds. And I don't even know if they understand everything that you're saying to them, but they are into you, man. It's all of it. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that. Cause like, yeah, sometimes I'll just look out and they'll just be all these faces and they'll just be smiling. But even still with that, some of these smiling faces just be like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. the same token too. There's some pretty vicious, uh, say uh, Taiwanese rappers that are rapping Mandarin out here, and they'll take the stage and give me some influence. They give me some energy. Um, I get my energy off of the crowd. I get my energy off of uh, having like a lot of different performance experience out here under my belt. Uh, moving with these people like uh, Brandon Thompson um, is Diamonds BT on uh, IG. Like he's been performing out here for like more than a decade and he can sing in English and in Mandarin and he can do, you know, like a little bit of rap and like can introduce stuff in Mandarin. And I'm like, I want to be like that guy. And like his, you know, band is like one of the best bands that I've played with directly. And it's so cool to like, I mean, I come from playing a go-go bands when I was like 16, you know, I used to play like the the, the Congos, a little bit of Timbales and, you know, just the, the percussion, you know what I mean? And like doing that and just hopping on like as a hype man or like as a lead talker or whatever. And then coming into playing with this professional band that gets like all these gigs for like these wonderful weddings, and these extravagant, you know, ordeals, a professional band and they rock into you and they following you. And when you do like this, they stop. And when you when you slowly do like this, they fucking bring it up. Like they follow you. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's like 
I've already worked with like people in a go-go band that I went to school with, you know what I'm saying? We would roll up together and all that. And like, we would have miscommunications and I'm working with these professionals out here. And like, it just makes it so much easier for me to jump out there and be crazy and improvise. And they've seen like, Mm -hmm. get up on stage and do my thing and rock with the crowd and then be like, what's over here? And like jump off of the stage interact with the crowd a little bit and start to like rap about like what's in the, the area and like what's in the avenue. They're already used to on the stage, once I start to do that, that's gonna be at least eight counts, like 16 bars for them to initiate their different solos. They'll get to the saxophone solo, this dude will get on bass after that. And they just know like, he's about to come back. I can see him, he making his rounds and he's about to finish his verse, right? And then we just, <laughs> we dip into wow. what we do it like, my man, That's Brandon, amazing, man. other artists, like they have the same type of dynamic with me, but it really is like, uh, here, go, here go another Mandarin word, uh, the, the, the guanqi. The guanqi is like that energy, that that unpracticed, but y'all just got this sync when you go together, like playing that space for like the first time and y'all get all the books, like playing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> going two with somebody up to 21 or 33 with somebody and y'all just get like you know 21 to like nine you know what That's I mean just, thing. Yeah. I, I did want to ask you about that it seems like you have found a sort of hive there some a sort of an affinity group or, or people that you can uh easily or, or, or seem seemingly easily related to uh there. let's talk about that man what what is the uh, community like for you are there other brothers it sounds like there's other brothers there um, other, other uh, you know other melanated people there as well uh, talk about your community there we got uh an assortment of people some you know uh, new york you know various different parts of like america um new zealand um you know of course people that are uh, taiwanese and local like all these different people are like say you know singers or rappers these different recording artists that We'll work together to make different tracks together or uh, in ciphers like we'll work together and hand off and like we all kind of know or have known of each other and then just flow in the same circles in and out so it's just kind of a it's just a thing it's it's a it's something where um we exist in this really safe bubble where like we know that like there's no like heavy competition. We're not rap battling each other. We're not saying like that dude sucks. We, we're just like here and like doing our thing, participating in different parties, livening and stuff up, you know what I'm saying? And like sometimes like some people really being serious about like making a concept, trying to like throw out a video or whatever. And it's, it's real cool to like be around all these different creatives, these people that some of them are teachers like me some of them, they do their own things and, you know, get into, like, say, uh, one of my men, uh, uh, Sam, he's he's from New Zealand. He gets into, like, graphic design and stuff like that, as well as making his own stickers and T-shirts. But all these different ciphers, he's always there doing this and connecting these different people. He has a song that's, like, in half Mandarin with this artist, that's here, this local artist, Mellow Moon. It's amazing. The video is dope. Like, so it's, there's just too many people that in this small, small world, as you know, with like DC, it's that type of city, like Taipei where I live is the capital city of Taiwan. Same type of thing. I basically live in the same type of scenario where it's like, if you out there and you're doing stuff on the scene, you you keep it on a regular basis. People know about you and you get connected with the other people that know circles and stuff. Like 
super fast. So we, we all just kind of make like a tight knit community of mostly like expats making like a family, like a home away from home, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. see energy, man. I feel like one thing about us brothers, you know, we take that energy wherever we are. Um, and it's, it's sort of a confidence that uh, I don't find in, in people from other places. There's a sort of a confidence in us that, that we take everywhere we go, man. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. Um, I think it's dope uh, what you're doing. I think it's super bold and fearless that you're even, you even took that leap to go over. Um, because, you know, like I said, we, we, I know brothers that have not left the block. They've never made it outside of D.C. bounds. They just don't have any intention to, to go. And, you know, you talk to them and they're very, you know, isolated and insular. And then, you know, you talk to a brother like yourself who, who has left the block but knows what the block is and has taken a, a positive energy out into the world. So, man, I just want to I want to make sure we highlighted that and show our audience, particularly, man, there are different variations of brothers out here. Um, you know, in the world, not just in America, in the world, and and we're trying to be upwardly mobile and and doing our thing, man. So I just want to you know show mad respect and, and I commend you for doing that, brother. Indeed. I appreciate. It. I want to quickly kick off of that real quick. I just want to say like one experience that I had like a a minute ago that that gave me this like idea of even being able to to go into a different place and like be like a brother in some other place that somebody else could see was uh, when I was at Dunbar, I had the chance to go live in Denmark for a year. So I lived out in Europe for a year because the school had a program that was sponsored by this group in DC uh, called like uh, Youth for Understanding, like YFU. And I think they're still okay. there. Like okay. we need to push more. Our, we, we need to get like our, our young black uh, boys and girls like into looking at organizations like this, their parents looking at this organization. And like, I need to like try and boost stuff like that. And like, you know, tell different people, hey, like, this is something that you could potentially do. And then from there, you know, as an adult, I was like, why don't I go venture out and then potentially even think about, you know, living somewhere else. Why would you ever do that if you never even had the chance to leave the States in the first place? You know, you got to make those baby steps. Exposure. So it's like, I out, and I had that chance to like do that beforehand. So when I got older, it's like, oh yeah, of course I could go to a different country, but maybe now that I'm like that much, you know, further ahead in the game, maybe I could think about living there. And then da, 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 da. yeah. Yeah, I got about uh, five passport stamps, and two of them are in the same place, the same damn country. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Shout out to Jamaica. I love you, Jamaica. I, um, I think that's my that's my only stamp right there, Jamaica. Oh yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Well, you know, after COVID, we're gonna change that, and and so that, absolutely that definitely is a good segue, man, because you know, obviously, that's the elephant in the world right now, not even the room as the elephant on this rock of earth right now, man. What is the situation where you are for COVID, um, it feels like you guys are in a sort of a post-pandemic uh, society right now. Uh, basically, the, the pandemic never really did anything to us out here. We, we didn't really have too many deaths out here, and we locked down the island for the most part really quickly and monitored and took procedures very specifically to you know, take anybody that's going in and out and make sure that we could do like absolutely nothing. We just had like a good close to like 170 days or something like that of like zero cases. And there's some check, I mean, some, some delightful person <laughs> uh, came through uh, the airport the other day. So like we, we had to, you know, take some situations, but, but it's like, it's, it's taken care of. Like, it's not like, and then we have 20 cases now, whatever. It's that one case, nobody died. That person's found they're being treated. 
everything's still the same. People wear masks and stuff, and they've been wearing masks since way before coronavirus. So, like, for me, I'm not really used to, like, thinking about a mask in any type of way other than, like, what I had to get adjusted to, like, five years ago. So I already had the kickstart on that to just start to, like, you know, all the time on the bus, all the time on the MRT, the Metro. And, like, in some places... Um, even on foot, like if you are going through uh, little malls or like little convenience stores and stuff like that, you have to have a mask on or they could give you like a fine of, I don't know, something like $300 American or something like that. Man, um, isn't that such a novel idea, man, actually taking care of your community and doing something about it? Isn't that such right. a novel idea? You hear that, America? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, these people out here are... I mean, I told you about like the indigenous Taiwanese people and that's a small part of like most of Taiwan, I feel. But like, there are a lot of people that are out here that are like from China and they don't really care about their history or whatever. They just feel like we are the same people and nobody better or worse, like do your best, don't be an idiot. And like, let's get this together. And everybody holds together like a a chain and they still judge each other and make fun of each other. Like, you know, you and I would or whatever, but uh, the communities out here, their healthcare system, like everything that you think of, they take care of each other. They don't bamboozle anybody. The the crime, even when it comes down to financial stuff, like embezzlement and trade and different stuff like that, there's not really too much of that either. Like police departments and federal bureaus out here are kind of bored. They don't really have like too many, you know, yeah. big and stuff. That's, that's a, a good problem to have, let me tell you. Right. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff that's happening out here, but Taiwan has just been this small place instead of China. Like all these people, it's like this small island where like all of us have like a lot of really good stuff going on and we're like, we want to keep it that way. And like most of the foreigners too, and like most of them have to learn, but most of the foreigners that are still here after like all this time of like coronavirus going on and they haven't gone back home, um, they are already hit. They, they're already hit to the whole program. And they're just like, this ain't my house. Let me That's just. Fair. Yeah. Respect. Nice. Let me ask you this, man. And this is another question out of just pure ignorance, man. What is the wildest thing you've eaten uh, since you've been there? Hmm. And, 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 and expound on that. What is like your daily diet regimen like? What do, what do you get out there? Man. Um, both very interesting questions. I've gone through like everything. I can't even <laughs> tell you. Okay, uh, what about, uh, have you ever had pig's blood before? Pig's blood? <laughs> that's, a, oh, man. That's, a big, that's a big no for me. What is that, what is I that a drink? I don't <laughs> eat pork. <laughs> what is that, like Chick-fil-A sauce? You dipping french fries in it? What, what's going on? I need to mess with the ham, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right i came here at first i was just like i just need to go to mcdonald's all the time because all this other food look weird (laughs) this stuff is i know mcdonald's though i know everything on this item it's all the chinese but i know everything on this item and like uh i was like i used to work at mcdonald's like i know all these items and then started to branch out started to go to these little like lunchbox places you know that little box of some rice into box yeah yeah exactly some type of, you know, vegetables, some type of mystery meat, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 
that's what it started to get me because like those things are kind of cheap. They'll, they'll cost like a, a 70 NT. That's equivalent on a, it's like $2, you know, for like a little bento box, right? So you just grab one of those, it's real cheap. Be nice and tasty. Put just some pepper, some hot sauce, some on. It's like, it's all banging. It's all fire, you know? And then once you start eating all that stuff, it's like, what did you eat? And you're like, I don't know. And then you just start to eat whatever is there because there's a whole lot of food that kind of tastes the same, but it has like different textures, you know, like kind of the difference between like say broccoli and like string beans or whatever. They're different, but it's like they're both kind of vegetables, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're not vegan. You're not vegan. Nah, like, I mean, I try to uh, focus on like, you know, heavy like greens, a lot of rice and stuff. And like fish and like eggs, you know, I don't really try to eat too much red meat. I love me some steak, but I try to stay away from it. But it's like a whole lot of the food out here for real for real is pork. They they do really love their pork out here. And the pork out here is really, really good. And it doesn't like weigh you down like the pork I would have back home. Sure. I would eat it would feel like sweaty and nasty. I would feel like you are what you eat. But apparently the pigs out here are great. <laughs> a lot out here and not intentionally it's just um the school that i teach at like i eat there at least like twice a day so i have like two meals that they they're already given to the kids that i'll eat as well so they make sure that like i'm saying and i can just choose not to eat it but you know i'll just have whatever and some days it'll look fried some days it'll look like you know just i don't know sauteed or something like that and I'll be like, so what is this? And one of the kids would be like, pork. And then the next day I'm like, well, what, is, what is this? And they're like, pork. Like, is this chicken? I'm like, no, teacher, it's pork. pork. Like, it's, it's almost like the same. That made me think about Chris Rock when he's on that movie. He's like, I want some duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I have a lot of, I, I feel though like I eat a lot healthier out here. I feel like it's harder to get a lot of like junk foods and stuff. Food is cheaper, and um, I actually have like a kitchen here. I'm I'm actually in a real interesting situation. I like I'm in a I'm in like a five bedroom apartment with two balconies, so like this is very different from most apartments in Taiwan. That's like the biggest most people have is like a two bedroom or, or like, mm-hmm. like three. They have like a baby or something. It'll be some situations where like you know two kids be like sleeping in the same bedroom, you know because. Mm-hmm. It, that in one bedroom, two kids one, and grandma in the other one, a grandma and grandpa in the other one. And it's a lot of struggle. Families living in the same house. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the finances, man. What do what do a lot of people do? What's the job, you know, the go-to? Like, you know, from DC and, and growing up in DC, it seemed like every adult we knew had either a government job or, yes. or a nonprofit or they work for a law firm. So so like what what do people do there for money and and who who would you say has the highest paid job? I'm one of many uh, English teachers. Um, we get paid. My math not so good right now. Um, we get paid anywhere from like a low like 500 NT uh, to a thousand NT an hour. A uh, thousand NT is thirty dollars. So like fifteen to thirty dollars now. <clears throat> With that, on average, most teachers work on a low 20 hours, so they can do the full like 40 or so. Most mm-hmm. people work 25 hours a week. We don't really work that much. We get paid. And our rent is normally anywhere from like 200 to like 
for real expensive, like $500, $600 a month. And that's including like internet waters. Um, so like it's, wow. it's, it's pretty, um, pretty cheap, you know, to, yeah, to yeah. live. And especially if you're working in a job that's giving you that like 15 to 30, you know, guaranteed, gives you vacation, all that stuff. It's real easy to just come up and like do whatever, have some extra spare time to like make a stamp collection. You know, start to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, start to like really get something going. Make make your own private business. Actually, invest your time in that and make that happen. We have a steady, you know, thing behind that. You have, you know, healthcare and like government benefits off of because you would have, you know, uh, an actual career like a job here, like an identification card here, ARC, uh, alien resident card, mm-hmm. to be out here and exist. Like you have your own ID. It's kind of like a like a green card if you were to be like in the United States type of thing. So yeah, like that's a main thing. I mean, people do a whole bunch of other stuff that are foreigners. Say for instance, like you and I, like we could do like editing jobs, like different things like this, like broadcast and such. But most jobs that are here, you know, of course you have to speak Mandarin. And there are jobs where most everything you do would be in English. However, you still need to speak to people that will be your boss or whoever in Mandarin. Right. And like and all that stuff so that's the place where you know i'm i'm trying to up my 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 equity you know make make myself more valuable by trying to get into these classes and really like learning a lot more mandarin that is like a super super difficult thing to do but like i'm getting can you it. write it I'm to, can you write uh, it? small bits like certain symbols i have like certain symbols i, I recognize because it's 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 art. <laughs> it's the best yeah. way I can really you know I talk saying? to people, they say it's easier to learn how to speak it than it is to, to read and write it, for sure. Most definitely, for sure. And like even to speak it is kind of difficult because you got to focus on the tones. If you slip up on the tones, you're saying something like entirely totally different. different. Yeah. Oh, wow. What's, like, what's the... I could say, like, uh, like calling my mother, you know, I'd be like, Ma. And like, um, you really want to say... Ma, 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 you want to say it like that? Because if you say ma, then that's a horse. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know, there's certain things that, you know what I mean? So like me, I'm really expressive. I'll, I'll play with tones like that, you know, in English. So like if my mom drops something or she stuck my foot or something like that, scuff my shoes, I'll be like, ma, you know, and mm-hmm. they'll be a horse, you know, I get slapped in the face, you know, yeah. so like, everything that you say has to be pushed in that same type of way that you are taught. If you don't say the correct tones, your whole sentence could come out like kind of funky and people just don't get you. So, what, so what's we, the economy like? Out, my bad, no, sorry. What's the economy like out there? Because it doesn't sound like capitalism is the thing. I'm sorry to jump back to the to the whole, you know, financial part. Taiwan, okay, say for instance, like the they're major... Uh, products that they push up are like HTC, you know, the cell phone company. That's mm-hmm. from here. Um, okay. They have really high GDP. Uh, and there's two other ones. There's some other, I can't remember the name, but, but some like computer chip type of like, um, it's like uh, electrical, like software. Uh, I mean, a uh, hardware that they make. And some other thing that they export that's here. And they do very well with that. But the, the whole thing is like, there's a whole lot of people that basically make, 
just enough really to get by. And it's not like everybody's living in like a third world country type of thing, but mm-hmm. it is a situation where if you are not someone that has like a degree or really try to push to get like a really good job, then you are living with, you know, your, your parents and your grandparents who taking care of them and you're just working a whole lot and you just like smoke cigarettes and drink and like go home and take care of your parents. Like that's, that's your life. Oh, wow. Like that's, <laughs> so that's, that's what a lot of people do. And like, mm-hmm. if you make that money, you get like a little nanny or something like that to take care of you or whatever. You go with your life. But it's like, it's tough. I don't really know too many of the locals that are really successful, but it seems like they work in different types of finance and trade. And Bitcoin mm-hmm. is real, real like exciting to a lot of people out here. There's a lot of people that like mm-hmm. to talk about their investments in Bitcoin and like a number of different uh, opportunities that have come up and like different names that are really, you know, popping up on the scene that people are trading in and like the people that are really living and like paying their rent, buying like food and stuff off of Bitcoin out here and just trading. That that doge that the uh, doge is going crazy right now on the stock. Yeah, I, me a little bit. Look, I I feel like I put five dollars and I feel like I'm gonna be rich next next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do it. It's better than those scratch offs was. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about yeah. it. So yeah, so okay, uh, uh, let's get a little let's get a little, little little grindier. Uh, I'm I'm heavy into the uh, cannabis culture. It's no secret, and I don't really care who knows. It's not a uh, drug in my eyes, it's medicine. Uh, what is the culture like there for cannabis? Uh, cannabis is a class two drug. Uh, it is strongly advised not to use it. Um, anyone watching this broadcast, do not engage in this. And we, definitely <laughs> we definitely don't want to incriminate you. I'm just curious for my own knowledge in case I, uh, you know, I make one day. I mean, it's definitely out here, you know, people, people chilling and stuff. Um, you got to be connected with some of the right people and you got some good connections. Like you always good. And that's basically the whole thing. Like it was already a weird type of situation out here. Then coronavirus happened. And then after that, it was just like even more strenuous and crazy to do different stuff. It's different. Like if you were in the States, you got a surplus, you got dispensaries and stuff, you know, these laws that are put into place to like help you out federally. Out here, no, nah, this is a class two, da, da 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 So stuff was already, and then coronavirus, and it was like, what are you doing? And I can all die. <laughs> it's, like, it's corn. I swear it's corn. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, well, that's good to know. It's good to know. I don't want to get uh, you know, jammed up. In a, in a yeah. looking, looking, uh, looking foul. Okay, so that's a, that's a good question. But let me ask you this: Do you ever get into, or do you ever venture into China much? Um, I, I I used to, you know, a minute ago. Like for real, for real, this is the longest I have been in Taiwan without leaving. I used to bounce in and out of the country every three months just to check some out. Um. We'll go to like Korea, go to China, go to Macau, uh, Philippines, like Japan, just so many different places that are just around because we're basically around all that stuff, chilling, you know what I mean? Like, so, so with that, China has been a place where Taiwan kind of doesn't like that place a lot. And I can understand why they're kind of bullying them and all this, but it's like the people out there are just, 
regular ass people. You know, like they're just normal people that are not really interested in a fight. Um, so I go out there and I may like shop and like hang out and stuff. But China is a lot like the States where there's a whole bunch of stuff that's available. There's a whole lot of colors and different varieties of stuff, but a lot of stuff is expensive. And I'm spoiled out here in Taiwan. Taiwan is kind of like, say, living out in the Midwest or something. Like, stuff is cheaper. Living down south, like, when I was in uh, Houston, I would go down to HEB all the time and get some real nice prices on some, you know, stuff that you get at Food Line or Safeway, but it would just be more expensive because you're in D.C. Mm-hmm. Why? This is milk. This is milk. You know, why? You know, so it's like, there's certain things I'll go out to China for. Or, or I, this sounds crazy, but I do the same thing with Japan. Japan, like, I like it, it's cool, but it's expensive. I go out there mm-hmm. for, like, tabby shoes. Like, they have, like, the, the one toe and, like, the rest of it is, like, one thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had little mama signs make them for me or whatever. And, like, <laughs> like I, just what, give me one second. Let me show you what I'm This is dope. Of course, I got my... Yeah. I'm in the basement, so I got all types of furnace, furnace background noise, and all types of stuff going on back there. Man, listen. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Man. These are the tabby shoes. I will rock them. That's wild. That is wild. How much does that run you? These ones was like 50. But these ones, I had to have them made for me because, like, my feet are so big. You know what I'm saying? They don't really make tabbies for big feet people. <laughs> I was just about to say, they probably don't have those in my size. <laughs> so, like, I have these ones, I have black and I have white ones. And the white ones, of course, they got, like, a little bit dirty. But I painted the white ones all red, so they blood red. So I had these blood red. And you, you can see them in my Instagram. That's one of the pictures. But I got, like, these blood red, like, ninja shoes. And I go out there, like... Yeah. I'm like yelling at people and jumping off stage and like rapping with them and like bouncing at the same time with these red ninja shoes. I'm like, I'm, out, I'm in my robe, <laughs> my best, <laughs> with no shirt on, just like just vibing. I'm all sweating and stuff. And they're just like, what? <laughs> what is happening? I see the drip. I always see the drip. I always recognize the drip when I when I get on your IG stories. That's that's dope, man. Talk about the culture impacting you, man. Yeah, that's that's drip right there. It's fun. It's about Tokyo, man. I, I really want to get to Tokyo one day in Japan. Uh, it just seems like they are about 40 years ahead of everybody else in technology and fashion. Uh, yeah. Have you been to Tokyo? Yeah. It is It is kind of like that. I mean, we're all kind of on the same page, but the whole other thing, too, is like just the whole mentality. You know what I mean? What I've really found a lot of places in Asia is even though like people from the Philippines is different from Taiwan or people in Taiwan different from Japanese, Japanese different from Koreans in these different ways, they all have this commonality of like, we all have to like stick together. You know what I'm saying? We gotta be family, we gotta be principles. I feel like Americans are a bit more about the principle of freedom. Like, leave me alone, let me do what I wanna do. Like, don't tell me how to think or like where to go. Right, rugged, uh, rugged individualism is what they call it. I'm going to figure out right or wrong for me as an individual. I'll tell you what's right or wrong. You don't tell right. me. I'll tell you. you know, regardless so, of fact. <laughs> regardless of any right, facts. Right. Like, despite the facts, this is my opinion. Sure, because, like, I got to go to sleep with me. You don't have right. to go to sleep with me. I have to live with this. So it's like, I, I understand both mentalities. And I have the ability to, like, I mean, I can co-switch speaking English. I can co-switch a little bit speaking Mandarin now. My dad was Spanish teacher. I got Spanish. But now I can, like... 
code switch mentalities. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, I'll talk to Americans and I'll understand like a whole lot of their mentality, no matter where they're from, like in the States, like I can kind of lock in on something where we have a commonality and I'm like, okay, I got you, I got you, you my bro, you my sis, I got you. And then I'll start speaking with somebody that's like from Taiwan and like from the Philippines or something. And I just have to kind of, you know, clear my stuff and be like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do the right thing. We all need to do this. This needs to be the, the point. It's either this or that, because this is not the way that things are done, right? You know, we always sit the oldest person at the table first, right? Or we always, you know, let them taste the food, serve them the first, or, you know, just certain rules culturally that are here. That if you don't do them right, it's like, this wasn't done right, right? And it's like, that's more of the focus than looking at somebody as an individual and what they feel in their soul. I have to be like, constantly telling people to chill out on both sides because they'll yeah. just be like, yeah. why did he, why did, and I'm just trying to tell them like, hey, hey, you know, he's more. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, man, our priorities are all messed up in the Western world. Uh, we are definitely individual over community and that, that, that is uh, biting us in the butt right now as we speak. Um, Tony, I don't want to hold you too much longer, man. I just, I really appreciate you doing this with me, brother. Yeah. You had to figure out, man, I'm going to send you some of my merch. You send me a pair of them shoes in a size nine and a half, brother. <laughs> uh, We're going to figure out all the shipping madness and whatnot. Uh, I tried to, shout out to Homegirl Pay in Amsterdam. I sent her uh, a sweatshirt and uh, they caught it at customs and they charged her a whole nother $40 because it looked like a commercial item. It no. And, and I tried to make it, I tried my best to make it look like I was just sending it, you know, as a friend from the States, this wasn't a commercial item that she bought, but they caught her stuff at customs and, and pretty much charged her $40 just to get it, oh. you know, country. Uh, but we're going to figure this out, man. Uh, you know, I, I definitely want to give me a pair of them jumps, man. I won't be, I won't be the only dude in DC rocking. Warring up. <laughs> Warring up, though. I mean, def definitely. Let me, let me, let me get you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you some, some dope stuff. It's like I need to be on the prowl for it out here. I need to make sure that like I get some local stuff popping and like send out some of these different pictures to my people back home and be like, look, I can pick this up down the street from me. Would you like to, you know, you know be on this type of like gear? Cause yeah, there's a whole bunch of different stuff. Like I kind of want to like flip uh, some of my friends back home. Like they already have their own like style. Like I mean, you know, DC like with a black shirt you know, some jeans on, something like that. But like, you say, for instance, they rock with the tabbies. If you got like the size nine or whatever, you'll put exactly the, the right size to go with some skinnies, a black shirt and some tabbies. It's like, it don't even matter what color they are. That joint is fresh. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, well, I'm not afraid to look like something different out in these streets. I never have been. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's definitely make that happen, man. Tony, it's been an extreme pleasure, brother. Uh, before oh, yeah. I do wanna um I do wanna get your opinion on something. I'm gonna put a picture up in the post edits because I don't have the picture ready right now. Uh, there's a news story about this woman who has uh gorilla glued her head to her head. Uh, oh, she she got the shiny jump. Yeah, she tried yeah. them edges, and she ran out of the regular jail. And started using Gorilla Glue. And it is the story of the day, week, I don't know, moment. Uh, yeah. Has that story made it to Taiwan? Like, obviously, it had, I mean, the internet, through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's your take on that, Tony? Hey, I think it's hilarious. I think she's going to look like a small, 
Um, oh, bless her, bless her heart. <laughs> but uh, Taiwan means they're a little interesting. Like it's funny you say it's like there's a whole lot of Amazon. They they think I look like the uh, what is it, the Vince Young meme? The jump where, where he has like the little question marks. He's like like the, the that <laughs> Nick Young, Nick Young, yeah, yeah, Nick, Swaggy, yeah, P. yeah like, Swaggy P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, are you the are you are you that dude? I'm like, nah. <laughs> like it's like that that meme that meme was like. Six years old? No, five, four. It's old. You know, it's it's, it's like old now. Old. Yeah. Yeah. You still get it though. <laughs> yeah, but like, I want to like get into that. They're just starting to be like, "Hey, are you this guy?" And it's like, y'all, like, are y'all gonna start to be like, "Do you know the way?" And like different stuff, like, <laughs> right? And, like, and you know, it up. I'll be like, yeah. I, I tell every other person, I'd be like, yeah, that's me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Posting all your pictures, Man. but no, I I just you know that that whole gorilla glue incident. I just I want to I just want to put a PSA out there. Like it's not that serious. It's never that serious, y'all. Never that serious. Um, I, I got a daughter. She's ten years old, and so that means she's prone to doing stupid shit. Right? We were all. <laughs> Uh, and so she's done some stupid shit. Uh, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but but essentially she's 10 years old. The woman, the gorilla girl is 40 years old. 40 years old. She was 40? She's 40 years old and making those mistakes. <clears throat> say, like, it's not that, it's never that serious. You know, I, I see a lot of the women, I think it's funny when the ladies glue eyelashes to their eyelids. I think phenomenon. <laughs> Honestly, I don't get it, man. I know they have their beauty standards and they, you know, they do it for them to make themselves feel good. And that's great. Lessons to you. I yeah. and don't understand it. Genuinely. I would love to have someone come on the podcast and talk about it and <laughs> be his pain and all that. But God dang, man. I mean, Slim was in the ER yesterday and yeah, because they couldn't do nothing for it. It's like, all right, we're going to rub some alcohol on this and well, well, see what happens. But before she got to the ER, did you see her, her homegirl rubbing the acetone on her hair, trying to get it off, and it got in her eyes? Yeah. Like, it's just a, like it's too much going on. It's too much going yeah. on. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. But when I see that, as a man, when I see that, it, it says to me, that there is a piece of you missing. There's a piece of you that is void and you're trying to fill it with all of these things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Things we buy to cover up what's inside. That's what Kanye said. When Kanye, yeah. old Kanye, shout out to the old Kanye. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but that's, that's that's really what I get when I see that, man. And, and I would, like I said, I would love somebody to come on the show and, and enlighten me, enlighten us about beauty standards in 2021 because that is people why it is whatever you know they just be doing whatever is like new under the sun you know just to see what it will be like you know what i'm saying like there ain't no rhyme or reason just people just oh doing is just there is there a beauty trend out there in taipei is there a beauty trend out there that you look at and you're just like what is that that's a good question i mean most of these don't be looking like the same maybe on that like I have to look just like this one thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they 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 got some they got some like interesting, you know, like things out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's just we about to have some pool parties. You'll see. Like, keep 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 stay tuned. <laughs> I tune in. 
it's, it's gonna be live. It's gonna be, but it's like, man, we about to be on some pool party stuff in the next couple of weeks. Like wintertime is basically over for us, and they just be out here, just like all looking the same. Everybody that like we would say is like skinny, they're like you too fat, and like people will actually have like curves and stuff like that. But the ones that have curves, like they'll be like more into hip hop and stuff like that, and they'll be like self conscious because people like criticizing and like, oh, you too fat. You just try and make yourself look all American for these foreigners or whatever. And they give them, you know, shit. And then they'll just be like, all right, cool. And then they end up normally hanging out with like foreigners and loving their life, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. enjoying and just like doing whatever. And it's like, it's, it's kind of uh, kind of like high school. It's like kind of just those certain cliques that you see. It's, it's not really too much of a variance, especially since the border is going to close off. Now it's just like you see the same type of people. You see locals that just mess with locals. You see foreigners and you see locals that mess with foreigners. And like, that's all of Taiwan, basically, especially like in this city. But it's, it's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole bunch of like, you know, love and stuff. There's a whole lot of whole lot of opportunities to be had, gentlemen. Like I'm trying to get people to come out here for real, for real. Like come visit, come move out this jump for real. <laughs> post Rona, man. I, 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 there's so much I want to do post Rona, right? And that started yeah. like when I hit the lottery, you know. But uh, <laughs> Rona, man. I mean, I'm outside, brother. And so we gonna make. Yeah. It might not be next year. It might be not not be the year after that, considering what's going on. But but it's gonna happen one of these days, and I'm uh I'm definitely gonna hit you up when I do, man. Is there an event or is there a time of year that that you would say you gotta come for this thing? Nah, it's always busy all the time. <laughs> like okay. especially September, like it doesn't uh, snow too hot, so it's just always every single weekend is like some event, some type of thing somewhere like i had to get over the whole feeling of like missing out on like some big event that will come through because the next weekend there'll be another big event that will come through there's so many different clubs and establishments and like since we have our stuff and our standards real set everybody just lets us do stuff because it's safe so it's just like man yeah my man like another question to me man like like do american artists tour there oh i'm sorry you said what do American artists do they tour there? Do is that a tour stop for American artists? Uh, yeah, for, for a couple, but like I, I've only really seen like a lot of uh, like EDM artists out here. Mm-hmm. There's this, there are a couple like bands, you know, like more pop or like rock that come out here. Okay. Um, rap artists, like rap artists from China, will come out here, but or Korea or whatever. Like, do you remember this dude named like Rich Brian or Rich Chigga? I've seen Rich Chigga, yeah. I've seen, I've seen because of the controversy around it, yeah, yeah. Right. So he he will come through here because like you know we we neighbors, you know what I'm saying. Um, but like that's that's kind of it. Like like Taiwan, I wish that we had like more, uh, more artists like show interest and in, like bouncing out here. All the artists that have come through here, there was just an article the other day where the singer from um. Australia was like, everything was wonderful. I love their standards. And this other lady from England said the same thing. Um, but I guess, you know, think about the artists. Like, they really want to make sure that they have, like, a packed thing. And I think that maybe the island I want, we're not going to guarantee as many ticket sales. Sure. So just get down to the logistics there. Sure. Yeah. 
They'll expect it makes, you to, to go over. I can hear that, you know, from the other end. Like, they would have fun. You know, they may love it, you know, coming out here. Ludacris, P. Diddy, like, any, anybody, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know? Man, future, like, anybody. But it's like... Oh, look, they, they leaving the grass on the field for you, brother. Uh, and uh, let me tell you something. Man. I wish you much success with what you're doing out there. I, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, and I'm going to continue following yeah, man. I'm going to put your IG up here for, uh, for other folks to follow you as well. Uh, I told my brother Jeffro about you. I told yeah, you got you got two followers over here. got to talk here. to this brother, man. And, thank uh, you. Yeah, so, I, so thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, Any yeah, shout-outs yeah. you want to give before we get off this thing? I want to say, y'all, y'all stay safe and, like, definitely, like, just keep making things, like, good for whatever happens, like, right now. This is just going to pass, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just, like, some preseason and, like, Right now, I'm kind of saying the same thing to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of want to go back and, like, see my folks or whatever. Like, you know, I've been out here and, like, when coronavirus happened, um, I got married while I was out here last year. And, like, they... Congratulations. But they they know my fiance and everything. Like, we've been hanging out. Like, she know the family. We've been to, like, you know, weddings and funerals together on both sides of our family. So, like, we tight. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they couldn't be there present for the wedding, you know, because of this Mm -hmm. whole thing. So, like, I I was... to like you know come back by i'm saying the same thing to myself you know like i gotta you know look at right now like this is preseason. we gonna come back home we want some other you know celebrations with my fam whatever and y'all gonna have situations where you can just open up and like live and like be as you were you know before like all this crazy was happening but right now we just gotta keep you know the head you know locked on that light in front of us just you know keep focused stay on our dean or whatever or you know, we just doing this for nothing. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And yes, sir. It, it totally pay off in the end. You know, everything that is like really worthwhile, you know, takes a bit of time, of course, right? That's real. Yeah. That's real. That's the yeah. lesson. That's the whole lesson, man. Take care of your people. Uh, love those that's loving you back, man. And and let's yeah. stay sane and safe out in this world. Yo, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, I could talk to you for a few yeah. hours again with you, bro, because it just, it's just so fascinating to me, man. Like, you're the only person I've ever talked to in Taipei, Taiwan. So, you know, uh, for me, I'm always like fascinated by culture and and just us, man, just brothers out here in the world, upper, upperly mobile, trying to do something positive, man. So any you have a uh, extended pass on the I Care Too Much podcast, man. Come back anytime, yeah. chop it up with us, shoot the shit, talk about whatever. All right, and if you, uh, if you got any links, anything you want the folks to be hip to, man, definitely send those to me so I can uh, I can pump it on this podcast as well. Uh, you got any, you got any last and shout outs you want to give before we hop off this thing, brother? Uh, shout out to uh, Black Asian Taiwan. Uh, shout out to my man Brandon Thompson, of course, for, like put me on, getting me onto his next performance coming up, man. I'm gonna be performing like three different songs. Um, shout out to my man. Like so many of these different people out here that have like let us shout out to Obama, shout out to Ben Ali, <laughs> yeah, Taylor. Uh, shout out my mom and dad. Uh, shout out the whole the whole fan, the whole DC fan. But uh, yeah, like uh, last words, like for real, this has been wonderful. Thank you for your time, and like you know, I hope that we can have more experiences where like I can get you connected with some more people that are in our community out here and show you like you some do. different. Pers- especially from some of the people that um, and some of the islands that are out here, you know, because they going through some interesting perspective of like, you know, being black, but being like, you know, Islander, black American, 
out here encountering like some different types of, you know, maybe things from like racism to privilege and like fun yeah. and different types. So I definitely want to like open you and like these connectors. You know, these different communities, some some real dope people. Cause like we let them know we they have an outlet. We, we talk about like, you know, what, what, what we put in the mumbo sauce and everything, but like, you know, I want to, you know, see some other people that are like-minded, like in terms of my perspective coming out here, but giving you some enlightenment in terms of like coming from, from Barbados or whatever, and like what life is like and stuff. Cause it's, it always is like a new thing for me, meeting other travelers out here that go through the same type of thing but they super duper transplants just like me. It's like England, Scotland, like South America, what? And, you know, we just chop it up just like this, you know what I'm saying? Getting that connection popping. Yeah, cultural gumbo. Yeah. That's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. Yeah, so, yeah, man. We, uh, yeah. We're gonna hop off this thing. Uh, this is the I Care Too Much podcast. You know what it is. My man, Tony from DC says, follow him on our IG, Tony from DC says. And uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna close this thing out. Bong, bong. Peace. Oh, before you go, Hey. Oh, you told us how to uh, um, greet each other. And that was Zauhan? Uh That was um, uh, Zauhan. Yeah, Zauhan. 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 How right. do we depart? What would we say to depart each other? Good night. We say Wan An. Wan An. Wan An. There we go. Wan yeah. An. Peace, y'all. Y'all take it easy.